Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are talking about all of the events from Tuesday, October 26th and Wednesday, October 27th of 2021. So yeah, definitely missed yesterday. Um, Right now, I am just really hoping to go every other day this week. Um, I'm just a little off this week and you guys listen. Um, I know I say that a lot. And especially, you'll notice it more and more. Um, I have some pretty, not super intense, but like some mildly intense seasonal depression. Um, And so while I'm functional and honestly fine, uh, there are just days where like, it's really hard to get everything that I do in a day done. It's mentally exhausting. And that's where we're at. I certainly don't want to talk about this, like, a lot. Um, But, like, when I say, like, I'm just not doing great, that's typically what it is. There's no, like, overarching problem. It's just, it's very dark. It's getting very cold. Um, Not as much daylight. The daylight hours, most of it is spent at work. Um, which is, listen, it's fine. This is how the world works. Um, it's just, sometimes it's a little harder for me to carry on my day-to-day activities when the weather is doing this and when the sun is like this and it's getting dark at, you know, 6.30. Um, it's just really hard for me to function and I figure it out. I'll get through, um, You know, it's just a matter of what to take when and how to get through. Um, So working on all of that. So that's what's going on right now for me. That's why things have been really starting to slow down, at least in upload. Um, It's because I'm, I'm filled to the max of things and um, overwhelmed almost all the time right now for no reason other than it's dark and I'm having a harder time functioning. So that's where we're at. Um, just so you know, like when I say it's that, it's mostly just because it's winter. Um, there's zero anything wrong. I just get overwhelmed way easier because there isn't sunlight, which I know is crazy. Like it's not, it's actually very normal. This is a super common thing. Um, but sometimes I'm hard on myself for it. So anyway, we are going to cover Tuesday and Wednesday events. Um, It was busy, but we'll get through it. Um, So we will get started with the Belgian royal family. Belgium. In Belgium, we are going to start with King Philippe's two-day visit to Denmark. So this was uh, the two days were Tuesday and Wednesday. So, like, in theory, this works out perfectly, right? 
Um, so he, the, like I mentioned on the episode that went up on Tuesday, the focus of this visit to Denmark is to focus on Denmark's labor policies, um, their general approach to the labor market, um, and other social policies that are like very Scandinavian, um, and lead to the quality of life and in Denmark specifically, of course, in this situation. So Denmark, in just reading some statistics and learning more about this, this trip, Denmark has an 80% employment rate. Eight, zero percent. That is very high. Um, Den- or Belgium's is, is not that. It is, it is lower. There is less opportunity. Um, they have something a little more similar to like Spain or even the U.S. Um, they're probably a little higher than Spain. Spain has a really high unemployment rate. Um, but like their employment needs to grow so that their country can prosper. Um, and so that is what the focus is on and like how to make that work. So I believe the Minister of Labor went as well as part of like this delegation to really learn and hone in on these labor practices. Um, this is part of like an ongoing few trips that King Philippe has done. I think he's gone to the Netherlands um, and somewhere else as well focused on these specific challenges that Belgium are, is facing. So on day one, he took part in a roundtable discussion focused on the Danish model. Um, he also, he and the delegation visited a pharmaceutical company that uses um, the Danish, like, their their recruitment is focused very much on the benefits of the, the fact of the Danish model. So like the things that Denmark is kind of already doing, um, is really helpful in recruiting. Um, sorry, I don't know what my dog got into. I think we've adjusted. I don't know. She's going crazy. Um, it's going in the house. It, like it's going around. Um, but so he learned about that and then, um, took part in a long lunch. So these are really just a bunch of sit- learn, talk about, just get all the ideas, everything like that is happening on these events. Um, and then on day two, he visited parliament and met with, I think the minister of finance, um, and then like had a scenic visit to the old, old port in Copenhagen. But that was not like, we're not seeing him go to like a lot of touristy, beautiful places. Like this is a legit working visit to learn. Um, and that's what was being done. So that's what these working visits are going to be like. Um, it is not very specific to cultural interests. It is very much like, let's learn from this and improve our country because that's important. Um, there was the announcement later. Um, I think this came on Tuesday, morning that Monday evening King Philippe and Queen Margrethe had dinner it was not a public engagement I just thought like he's going to another country that I talk about I should at least mention that there is 
I think it was confirmed by both royal households that, yes, in fact, they did have a dinner. Um, but this was not like a royal visit in terms of royals meeting. So the Danish royal family had their own set of engagements that had nothing to do with this trip, um, which is totally fine. So that is what was going on for King Philippe over the past two days. Um, Queen Matilde, however, had engagements on both days as well. So she, on Tuesday, visited the rehabilitation hospital called Rev Art, is how I'm saying it, um, to visit a center they have specifically focused on recovery um, of younger people that were that are victims of vehicular accidents. So the center is a rehabilitation center focused on brain injury, um, paralyzation, uh, other, other kind of high impact injuries like that. Um, and they take on kind of a, a multifaceted approach to recovery and rehab. So that was her event on Tuesday. Oh, I should also mention that Rev Art is celebrating their 10th anniversary as well. So it was like a double visit. Um, and then on Wednesday, so today, she met with um, two directors of organizations in Belgium that provide services for children and families. So I think these are organizations that function very, very similarly. One focuses on um, the French-speaking community of Wallonia, and the other one spoke focuses on the Dutch Flemish community in Belgium, at least I think. Um, and both organizations are celebrating their 100th anniversary this year. So that was her event today. Um, I think they have something tomorrow and so far I haven't, their calendar like stopped. So I don't, I don't quite know what's happening. Um, so that is what was going on in Belgium over the past few days. Um, yeah, so they either have something on Wednesday or Thursday. I don't, or, but not Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, but I don't remember exactly which day. So with that, we are going to move over to the British royal family. Okay, um, I'm going to just start with this announcement and move on, kind of. So yesterday morning, it was announced that Queen Elizabeth would no longer be attending any events in person in relation to COP26, which is being held in Glasgow starting um, like at the end of this month. So like, I think it starts on Monday, which is technically the 1st of November. Um, so <laughs> the, her doctors have advised her not to make a 600 kilometer trip, round trip, um, to Glasgow. And so she will not be attending COP26. Um, and it's seeming as though right now she is primarily going to be light duty. Um, so she's still working. She had a couple of events on Tuesday. Um, however, I, I realized that a few days ago I said like, Hey, let's not speculate. Let's not worry. I still don't want to speculate. I do want to say at this point, I am worried. I am, I'm not worried. I am concerned. Like I haven't reached full on 
okay, what's going on? Um, but I've reached out. This is this is getting interesting because Queen Elizabeth's attendance at COP26 is like a big deal. Um, now they have made some adjustments to who is attending. So um, the Prince of Wales will of course be there. The Duke of Cambridge will of course be there. But now I, I don't think she was slotted to go originally, but the Duchess of Cambridge is now coming. Um, so like there is still a huge draw and like obviously no world leaders listen to my podcast. That would be crazy town. Um, but like hopefully they all do still go. Um, it's just, it's such an important conversation. Um, the world at large at this point is generally agreeing that climate change is like a real threat. Um, of course, not everyone agrees on this. I understand that. But, like, the general majority of people at this point do accept climate change. They understand that we need to do something. It's, like, a real thing. Um, and so, anyway, Queen Elizabeth will not be at COP26. She will send some digital participation video thing to the reception. Um, but Prince of Wales... Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, which is really great um, that they are all participating as well. So let's jump into the day, the couple days of events. On Tuesday, um, Queen Elizabeth held a virtual audience for two new ambassadors. So she is still doing these virtually. So she is at Windsor and the new ambassadors are coming to Buckingham. Um, and digitally presenting their credentials. So there's actually um, someone from the foreign office at Buckingham with the ambassadors that receives the credentials. He would always, this person, um, every country has them, would always have um, a member of the, what I call the State Department, because that's what we call it here in the States, um, but the Ministry of Foreign Affairs essentially everywhere else um, attends these as well to receive the new ambassador's official credentials. So it's like the official paperwork eventually goes to them anyway. Um, And so that person is always in the same room as the audience is happening. Um, And then it's a very, like I said, it's a very old structured ceremony kind of thing. It's just now being done computer screen to computer screen. Uh, Part of this was safety. Now it seems like it's it's just going to continue this way, at least temporarily. Um, but temporarily has been the past year at this point. So that is what we're starting with. So those were Queen Elizabeth's like two events. She met with the ambassador from South Korea and the ambassador from Switzerland. Um, she also had a phone call in relation to the budget report that came out today. I don't really understand all of that, but she talked to the person who releases the budget report the night before, and then it's released the day of, uh, like today. So that was today, or that was yesterday for Queen Elizabeth, and then also yesterday the Prince of Wales visited the Samaritan Organization of Gloucester and District um, to mark that branch's 50th anniversary. So the Samaritans is like a volunteer network. Um, It is an organization that cultivates volunteers and like gives them a, a main starting point to put their volunteer work out there into the world and like create oppor- like it gives opportunities and things like that. You can also just volunteer as a Samaritan and they will kind of send you where you need to go. Um, so that is what he was doing. 
And then, um, I don't know if this was on Wednesday. I, I, I don't know. Um, but the Duchess of Cornwall visited the Rifle Regiment, which she is Colonel-in-Chief of. Um, and then today, the Duchess of Cornwall attended a reception a month ahead of the Shameless Festival, which is hosted by Women of the World, which is a patronage for Camilla. Um, so this Women of the World and Shameless is very much focused on domestic violence issues, um, and not just domestic violence, but like gender violence, so violence against women specifically. Um, and so today she gave a speech, or this evening rather, she gave a speech um, focused on obviously violence against women, um, including the two very high profile recent murders of two um, women from the UK. So Sarah Everard, who I, I know I've talked about um, on this podcast because it was really like it was enough to shake me across the pond. Um, it was really bad. Um, and then Sabina Nessa as well, um, who were both victims of gender violence murder. Um, and then she also talked about sexual assault and rape. Um, and she said, quote, we need to get the men in our lives involved in this movement. We do not in any way hold all men responsible for sexual violence, but we do need them all on board to tackle it. After all, rapists are not born. They are constructed. And I don't, I don't get on, um, a lot of, like, fangirl moments for the Duchess of Cornwall. I've gone on a few. Um, mostly because, like, the older generation, so, like, most of the older generation of royals just really don't interest me. Of course I talk about them because they are, like, the monarchs and the heirs to the throne in this situation, but, like, not really where my interest lies. I really like the younger generation of royals that are, like, kind of changing what it means to be a royal. Um, but... This is a very poignant message that I could not imagine a royal giving 10 years ago. Rapists are not born, they are constructed. It's just, it's such good work. Um, It was such a good speech. It was just very directed and very important. So props to her on that. Um, okay, so that was the UK, so now let's go ahead and jump over to Denmark. Denmark. In Denmark, um... There were just a few events. So on Tuesday, Queen Margrethe held a press conference for, I believe, German media um, ahead of the state visit to Germany. So that state visit is going to be November 10th through the 13th, not to be confused with the Dutch state visit that is uh, the, let's see, the 9th through the 11th to Norway. Just, just throwing that out there. Guys, I'm very overwhelmed by November. Um, 
So she gave a press conference. There were a few more details announced, such as Crown Prince Frederick will be taking part in the events in Berlin, but not in the parts in Munich um, and Bavaria. But he will be in Berlin for the first two days. The first two days are in Berlin. The second two days are in Munich. Um, and the focus is a lot of Danish and German business cooperation. Um, there will be other focuses as well, but that is the main focus. Um, also, it was shared in like the press re- release that I read. This will be Queen Margaretha's 55th state visit like outgoing state visit, which seems strangely low to me, but I guess she's been on the throne for 50, 50 years almost, but like 55 seems low, um, but you know, whatever, no judgment, just a notice, um, I mean, maybe she does other international trip, did other international trips that weren't state visits, Um, but the last one was in 2019. Yep. The last one was in 2019. Um, To Argentina and Crown Prince Frederick took part in that one as well. Um, So, that was Tuesday morning. Tuesday evening, the Danish royal family, so like the whole Danish royal family, Queen Margrethe, Crown Prince Frederick, Crown Princess Mary, and Prince Joachim and Princess Marie, all attended a concert and dinner at Fredensburg to celebrate and promote Danish film industry. So they invited actresses, directors, just like people from the Danish film industry um, to attend, to, you know, thank them and also promote them to the global community. Apparently this is a normal thing where like they host a dinner and concert to promote different uh, sectors, like working sectors in Denmark. Um, anyway, things I didn't know about the Danish royal family, that. there There's a long list of things that I didn't really know that they did. Um, but like now that I'm seeing it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, so that was yesterday. And then today, Crown Prince Frederick visited the Danish Tech Challenge, which is a program to help 20 Danish uh, hardware startups to like develop their company. Um, so it works a lot on like development of product, development of strategy, etc. Um, and again, it's a tech hardware startup. So like tech hardware is phones, computers, um, chips, all kinds of things like that. Um, so that is what he was up to today. Strangely, this was like not listed on the Danish Royal calendar, but on their Facebook. So I don't know what happened there. Um, but anyway, that is what was going on in Denmark. So now let's go ahead and move over to the Netherlands. The Netherlands. In the Netherlands, we actually just have a few different events um, today. So today was their first day back after fall break, um, which I just want to address really quickly. So I know I've been like very specifically saying that they are on fall break um, because as of right now, I've also pointed out that the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, their children are on fall break. So as are they. 
I just wanted to make it clear that that was not like a judgment or anything like that. It was literally just me trying to state a fact. Um, I feel like it may come across as judgy. It doesn't intend to. Um, they are entitled to have a vacation. I fully accept that. Um, just, you know, or maybe I'm projecting. I don't know. I just, I always feel like I sometimes, because I got so mad at the Dutch royal family a year ago, I feel like I need to like, I'm not mad. Everything's fine. Uh, everything's good now. So, you know. Um, anyway. Okay, so today King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima hosted a lunch to celebrate various um, Dutch winners of awards throughout the past year. So this includes like Dutch Woman of the Year. Um horticulturist awards, um, all kinds of different things. So they hold a lunch with 20 of the winners of different prizes throughout the year. Um, so they host a lunch for them. So that was today. This is an annual event, um, for them. So that is what was going on there. Um, and then also today, King Willem Alexander met with the president of the German Federal Council, not to be confused with the federal president of Germany. Uh, I think the federal council is like a body of government, like a legislative body, um, whether that be like an equivalent to the Senate or House of Representatives, I'm not sure. Um, but that is what he was up to today. So he has a few more events the rest of the week as well. Queen Maxima did have an event today that was like a private UN uh, SGSA event. So I'm not going to talk about that, but like she's back as well. Um, it's just she may be doing some more behind-the-scenes work. Also, they are still not announcing, like, working visits, um, so she may have something like that in the coming days as well. But with that, we are going to move over now to the Spanish royal family. Spain. In Spain, as always, we have a few events. Um, so on Tuesday, King Felipe attended the opening of the World Air Traffic Management Conference, which is the largest air navigation event in the world. Um, and so this is not necessarily like large airlines. These are, you know, in the expo hall, um, it was like, a new helicopter, um, drone technology, various other like aircrafts that are not necessarily airlines. However, in the speech, because it also includes air traffic control management of big airlines, um, he talked about the recovery of the airline sector, which of course, due to the pandemic, took on a huge, massive hit and so you know obviously is in a recovery stage right now because people are traveling again will travel again um you know the u.s just seemed to make travel easier i think into the country i'm not really sure though um but that was his first event of the day and then in the evening king felipe and queen letizia delivered the Francisco Saracito Award in Journalism. So this is an annual event for Felipe and Letizia. They always deliver this award. Um, 
to my knowledge, at least in the most recent years, this is the first time it's gone to an American. Um, so this year the award went to Ann Applebaum for her work, um, specifically in defending democratic values. So she has written a book, she's written columns, um, that are very focused on democratic values, which I'm all for. Um, and obviously King Felipe, well, maybe this isn't obviously, but King Felipe does not pick the winners of this. So like, please don't read anything into that. Also, democratic values are not political. I just want to repeat that. Democratic values are not a liberal or conservative talking point. They are a global talking point. So if we can all just like agree on that basic fact that <laughs> democratic values, fair, free elections, accepting the elections, all of those things, not political, typically. In the US, we're the US, so it's always political. But um, he gave a speech very much focused on democratic principles and values. Um, again, I said this on January 6th, Spain is a new developing democracy. Democracy to Spain is like not a joke. It is a huge deal for a country that was a former dictatorship that has now successfully transitioned into a leading democracy in the world. That is so crucial to them. And he talked about that, of course. Um, so I just want to commend that. Um, so that was Tuesday's events. And then on Wednesday, or, you know, today, uh, King Felipe delivered the first Arbaca Prize. Um, so this is an international prize in medical sciences named for Dr. Juan Abarca, um, who is a Spanish physician who was entrepreneurial, but also made a huge impact on the Spanish medical field. Um, so this is, like I said, an international prize. And this year the award was given to Jean Laurent Casanova, um, who is a researcher focused on the intersection of infectious disease and genetics. So he runs research labs in France um, at the Rockefeller University in New York. Um, he has, I think the center, I don't know if the center in Rockefeller is named for him or the one in France, um, but he has a lab named for him. Um, it's called the Casanova lab, which I just think is funny. Um, and I understand that that's his last name, but I just think it's funny to have a lab called the Casanova lab. Um, and he is credited with some of the, um, finding of the, the way COVID impacts us based on our genetics. Um, so people with different gene makeups are experience COVID differently. Um, so that was his event today. Um, they do still have a couple events through the week. Um, so we will talk about those later on. Um, but that is what was going on in Spain. So now let's go ahead and move over to the Swedish royal family. Sweden. In 
Sweden on Tuesday, King Carl Gustav received four new ambassadors. So he met with the ambassadors from Nigeria, Azerbaijan, Israel, and Belgium to um, at the Royal Palace in Sweden to welcome them, receive their credentials. Again, this official ceremony that we've talked about a lot. Um, so that was his first event. And then he also met with the Secretary General of NATO, uh, Jan Stolenberg, who is a Norwegian. Um, he used to be the Prime Minister of Norway and is currently the Secretary General of NATO. Um, and so the Secretary General is currently on a visit to both Sweden and Finland um, with a focus with the North Atlantic Council, um, which is like the highest governing body of NATO. Um, to focus on a military collaboration between the two countries and like what that looks like, how that collaboration works, etc. So they are meeting with various representatives from um, defense, obviously met with the king, met with, I think, the prime minister, um, lots of different conversations happening there. Um, but of course, the meeting with the king. Um, so that was on Tuesday. And then today, Queen Sylvia presented scholarships from the Masonic Barnhuset Foundation, um, which is a foundation focused on pediatric research. So they deliver scholarships to researchers, so like grants, um, who are have promising research um, in the field of pediatrics. Um, she has been the patron for this foundation since like 94, uh, 1994, so almost 30-ish years, um, 27 if we want to be very specific, but that is um, what she was up to today. So the rest of the week um, does look kind of busy. I'm really hopeful that I'll be able to record a podcast tomorrow. I love doing every other day. I really do. Like right now it's really working. However, I don't love the length of the every other day. I know it's 35 minutes every other day, but I really, really um, want to try and get down to like 25 minutes every day so I can talk about each topic, but also like not ramble. Um, so that's, that's really the goal. Also, um, part of this, just to like put it even in a more perspective, is I very much know how stressful for me personally November is going to be just in terms of all the things that I have going on outside of this podcast, but also an outgoing foreign trip every single week. Um, and several of those being state visits, which are like huge. Um, I am just overwhelmed by that. So I think part of me is like, let's slack off a little bit in October because November is going to be so intense. Like I'm not going to be able to take every other day. There's just, there's just no way. Um, and the fact that like, there's just a lot going on. Like there just is, um, that's just where we're at. It's no big deal. Um, but I'm just like, you know, let's just take October easy on me. So anyway, that is what the deal is. Um, that is what was going on in all of our countries today. So I am going to end this episode there. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic Thursday. Bye.